Hey, Jay, how's it going? Oh, hey, Tyler. I'm I know. Our Rice Krispies I, I was waiting until your mouth was full. It was so fun. <laughs> hey, guess what? I can say hi to somebody else because there's somebody else here. Hey, Sophia, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> I thought you were just going to wave. <laughs> <laughs> I said hi to Sophia. She not, waved real big and like thumbs up. Yeah, like yeah. nonverbal cues. It's it's not a video podcast. We yeah, don't, we, we don't have, have that kind of cash. We have the yeah. wonderful and brilliant and just all around effervescent uh, Sophia Na here. Oh, ready to do some uh, amazing things. Uh, but before we get to uh, the main topic, we it is it is time since we have a new guest for. Oh yeah. The patented the battery uh, of questions, rapid oh, fires. I got them ready. Okay, so we're gonna okay. try to rapid fire our way. I through have this. some answers okay. ready. So, oh, good, good, good. Yeah, it's this is really. I, I've realized that helping guests prepare for stuff is it's really helpful. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Sophia, what is your enneagram number? Okay, so I don't know much about the enneagram. Like, I'm not really that into it, but I I'm a two. Okay. Which is the what helper. does that mean to you? Okay, so from my understanding and the Enneagram, like you're not, you're supposed to like self-identify, right? So like even if you do a test, like it can... Pretty much. Like, I mean, the, the test, the test should, you should take the test and then be like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Like you shouldn't yeah. be, it's not, you shouldn't take the test and be like, no, that's not true. And then just pick another number. <laughs> if I got four, really I would happen. do that. But okay, so yeah, I, yeah. Well, I took two when I got the test. But I know that a lot of women self-identify as twos or like test yeah, as twos. Yeah, that is true. Um, so That's like, true. but I really do think I identify as a two. Um, okay. So yeah, I that think tracks. like what I know about you, Sophia. You seem like a two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the a healthy um, two. A healthy two. Yeah. Well, sometimes the the unhealthy part is like the manipulation type thing, which I don't think I am. Um, but I do know that like unhealthy twos. Um, like don't take care of themselves super well or like they're like they overextend themselves or like overcommit to like helping other people and like I've definitely done that so I can that resonates with me but yeah I think the the helper like oh so then oh yeah the wings I don't really know I think the wing one the wings are the more the wings are more kind of identifying like yeah yeah so it's like servant or hostess right one or three and I think I'm more like the servant type of wing, but I don't know if I have a wing, so. No, that's okay. I mean, you could also just be a straight up two. Yeah, right. uh, I, I very rarely go into my wings. I yeah. sit as straight nine most of the time. Except when, yeah. you get, when the internet's not working. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> uh, what's <laughs> losing it, Monopoly? Uh, what's what's your Myers Briggs? Okay, yeah. So I've never done this before, but I took it this morning. So nice. I'm an INFP-T. Hey! Yeah! The best that, one. Okay. That's what we, we're both INFPs as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there's like, there's like 20 of them. Nah, 16. Oh, and we all like, are the same many, one? Yeah. Wow. The coolest people Weird. are INFPs. <laughs> the thing said it was like 4% of the population, so. Yeah, I know. The coolest up. 4%. And we're all right here. Yeah. The hipsters are the INFPs. Yeah. Are you drinking out of a pickle jar? Uh... Maybe I don't know what I don't know what was once in here. <laughs> maybe pickles, maybe sauerkraut. I don't know. It okay, tastes that's like either coronavirus gets started. Yeah, that's true. Now she's drinking water out of a water, clear jar yeah. that was clearly reused. Way to go! Yeah, very washed. Kudos Thanks. to you, Sophia, for reusing. <laughs> um, yeah, but it looks very much like a pickle jar or like maybe a salsa jar. It's kind of like salsa yeah, jar. maybe it salsa. is salsa. I could I see know. salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, that's the other question. What what jar would you drink out of? Is the next question. <laughs> okay, I no, would... here we go. What? It's all uh, pickle jar. What is your Hogwarts house? Um. Okay, so I've taken the test like many different times in my life. I think I'm Hufflepuff, but Huffleclaw. Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. the first hybrid. Yeah, it gives you. There are some people that get the hybrid. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Jay, Jay has tested a Hufflepuff, so you're good, in good company. I self-identify as a Ravenclaw, even though I keep <laughs> testing this Gryffindor. Oh, look at that uh, then. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a Gryffindor, or I'm just a Ravenclaw who uh, really <laughs> snuck in. Yeah. I'm like, the sorting hat's on my head saying like, where do you want to go? I was like, Ravenclaw. He's like, no, I'm going to put you in Gryffindor. I was like, Ravenclaw. And then they take the hat off, and I, and I was like, he said Ravenclaw, everybody. You heard it. <laughs> Right when he shouted Gryffindor, he's going, Gryffindor, I go, Gryffindor! Um, so, what does is, what is Hufflepuff or Huffleclaw mean to you? Does it mean anything? Um, I don't really know. I guess, like, so, Luna was my favorite character in Harry Potter. Luna Lovegood, she was yeah. Hufflepuff. Yep. Um, and, I don't know, I guess they kind of are two-ish. They're, yeah. like, lovable, like, goofy, little silly. So, yeah. I guess. And who, could yeah. who, could, who could hate a Hufflepuff? <laughs> Hufflepuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what is a concert that you wish you could travel back in time to see happen live? Yeah, I'm this was a hard one. Yeah. Okay, so for me, the more I thought about it, I want to go back to like either the classical or the Baroque period and like mm. watch like Mozart or Bach like absolutely rip it up on stage. Like I think that would be so yeah. cool when you get like all dressed up and that would be like a concert. Like I don't know any specific. Can you, can ones, you speak German like... at all? No. Okay, I've, I like, wouldn't count to three. I mean, your dad speaks accent. like nine languages, but I wasn't sure. Oh, with yeah, a bad yeah. accent. Count to three with yeah. a bad accent. Let's hear it. Wait. Do you play I... an instrument? Yeah, Wait, I no, play piano speak, and ukulele. Let her speak German. Oh, first. sorry. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, ein, zwei, drei. Oh, <laughs> this German person just walked in. Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, Sophia's dad, uh, Khan, can speak seven languages? It's, I think seven, yeah. Yeah, it's something stupid He's, like that. Like, it's a lot of languages. It's a lot. And it's, it's just, like, I can like, barely casual. speak one. Like, he'll just, like, <laughs> yeah. go into it. He'll just speak. Yeah, he, like, switches. Just go into German. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, it's it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Like, he does it the way that I, uh, I've always wanted to be someone who's really good at breakdancing, but only does it when it's hilarious. And that's kind of how your dad speaks in different languages. Like, he's not yeah. very braggy about it. He's just like, oh, yeah, I was just reading German and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Take that's so true. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite superhero? Yeah, I'm not really, like, into the superhero thing. That's so cool. I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> favorite comic strip character, then? Like, when I you were know. a kid, and you, if you were ever put in front of, like, a newspaper with comic strips in it, where would you go? Like I honestly I know, don't a, think Boy, that's I a was. real dated question. Oh, did you ever read okay. like Garfield or Kevin Hobbs or things like that? Like not really. Okay, so here's what I'll say. Okay. I liked I ro- I watched the um this Into the Spider-Verse, that movie on Netflix. Yep. It was yep. like so cool. Like the animation was awesome. So I guess I like Spider-Man because of that. But like I don't one. have any like But the pig thing. version, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spider- John Spider-Man. was it John Mulaney? <laughs> It's John Mulaney. <laughs> it's the perfect Yeah, that was sport. awesome. It was so great. <laughs> I love, at that point in the movie, you're like, oh, this movie just doesn't care. Like, it's just yeah. going right no, for it. they don't like, care. 
Yeah, it really opened up. But I mean, it like cared in such a great way. But it was like, it was willing to break all the walls. It's like the sixth oh, yeah. wall breaking when Mulaney comes in. All right, favorite beetle. <laughs> okay, yeah, I also don't think I have a favorite beetle. I like them as a group, so I don't think I could pick one apart. Favorite beetle, all of them, the beetles. Yeah. yeah. All, all of the uh, above. Favorite Muppet. Okay, so I don't really, like, watch the Muppets either. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I should have come up with better answers. But I like the guy who goes... No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that Beaker? Is that that's Beaker. Name? That's Beaker, yeah. Yeah. I like him. I think he's fun. I'm sorry, Sophia. You froze a little bit while you were doing... Could you do that sound again, please, <laughs> for all of us here? Okay, so he goes... There it is. There it is. That was perfect. Uh, so we you didn't freeze at all. I just wanted to hear yeah. it again. Yeah, I didn't see your hand go up. So the um, the thing I like about these questions is that even if you don't have an answer, that's an answer. So that's the, the nature yeah. of these questions. Like, don't feel bad if you're like, I don't really care about the Beatles. Then that's that's the answer. Um, yeah. Okay. Favorite favorite Saturday Night Live cast member. Oh yeah, Beck and Kyle, hundred percent. Yeah. So Beck Bennett and Kyle. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. Then, but you said Beck pair, and Kyle like is like. Who is well, Beck and Kyle? This is a brand new person. Beck- I, I thought it was like one name. My name's Beckin, Beckin Mr. Beck and Kyle. <laughs> no, Beck and Kyle. I used to, like, I watched their old YouTube. Um, it's called, like, Good Neighbor stuff, I think. Um, oh, they're yeah. just, like, so yeah. funny as a pair. Their style of acting where they, like, act like they're not good actors, I think that's, like, hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they're, they, yeah. they win in my book. But <laughs> uh, Sophia, what's your go-to character in Super Smash or Mario Kart? Yeah, don't. I don't play that. I don't do that. That's cool. That's, what is so? What's what game? What game would you play on your phone and or like? Did you ever play a console? Um. Do you have a like? We did Wii. We had like a Wii. We did like mostly yeah. Wii Sports or like the things where you like step on the thing and they're like you are obese. <laughs> it's like okay, that's nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's called the confidence booster. The, the, yeah, right. We still um, have that. We have it now, and like my kids are like, "Why is your guy so fat?" It's like, stop it. You're not allowed to play that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess like I don't really play that many games. I'm not like really a game phone game person or like yeah, video game nice. person. So. Uh, a band or a musical liking that you inherited from your parents? Yeah, this one, I couldn't really think of any. I think, like, just liking music in general and, like, yeah. liking to sing and stuff like that came from my parents. So, if that counts, then, yeah. <laughs> I feel what, uh, favorite Bible story and or character? Um, yeah, I like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel. I, like, the names are fun, the story is great. And then King Nebuchadnezzar, it's a great name. I don't know. Give it up for great names. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to yeah. do it. Great names. Yeah. Uh, another uh, Mephibosheth is a great name. I never heard about that until, <laughs> until seminary. And then every seminarian like talks about, oh, yes, like Mephibosheth, because we all had to learn about it. He's a guy who has like a club foot. Uh, I'm a big uh, fan of Methuselah. Methuselah um, is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, but Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is probably the best. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's, those are top three names. right? It's a classic <laughs> top, trio. Top yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, favorite sport to watch and or play? Um, yeah, I like to play basketball, and I like to watch synchronized diving. Hey. Which is, like, sporty. That's a, I like how specific that one is. That's a, I like that. Synchronized diving. Um, I like synchron- I like solo synchronized diving. That's yeah, my well. <laughs> how I sync up with myself really well. <laughs> yeah, this is like, ooh, they're a little off on that one. Uh, what's uh, the last movie that you watched? Um, 
so Hamilton doesn't count as a movie, I guess, but it, that was like the Spoiler. last. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but the last like movie movie I watched was Devil Wears Prada. Oh, had you seen it before? No, and I didn't really like it. Oh. Uh, what is the furthest from your house that you've been on the planet? Yeah, I think Korea. Yeah, I was going to say, you've, and you've that's... been a ton of, how, how many countries do you think you've been in? Oh, I haven't been to that many countries. Let's see. Korea, Singapore, Canada, Costa Rica. Um, I was in Japan for like an hour. That doesn't really count. I was supposed to be in Vietnam this summer, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, you had the I summer service. Five. Thing. Yeah. You haven't been anywhere in uh, in uh, Europe. I've never been to Europe. No. Oh man. Yeah, my mom goes every summer, I've... and I have to pay my I way. Mean... So you've I never been go. to Italy. You've never, <laughs> never been, been to Italy. Italy. Holy no. cow. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sophia's mom was a missionary in Italy for five mm-hmm. years, something like that. And yeah, that's I why. Think it was so four when five I. Years. Yeah, when I went to Italy, it was with her. The place I went was Italy with your mom because she knew Italy like the back of her hand. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Been to Italy. Um, yeah. So yeah. All right. Favorite smell. Um, I like this is like weird, and I don't know if anyone else can like relate to this, but I like when I go on vacation and then I come home and my house smells like the way that my house smells. Like yeah, I, yeah. it's like always the same. Um, and so I really like that. No. Yeah. Okay, last one. What did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid? Yeah, I wanted to be a writer and an interior designer. Nice. Like up until, actually up until like I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> so. And the, and the writing interior design major and minor was not appealing to you? Mm, didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you want to be now then? Oh, uh, What's geez. your major? What's your major? I'm a philosophy major, minoring in history and poli-sci, so. Nice. Um, so yeah, definitely something service-related. I'm really interested in ethics, so if I could like combine ethical service into something, that'd be really awesome. Um, I want to go to seminary, not to become a pastor, but just to like learn more, and then um, maybe do some kind of chaplaincy thing or something. That's like something mm-hmm. I'm pretty interested in. So who knows? Who knows what will happen, but... Definitely, like, service-oriented. All right. So, uh, but now we're going to talk about Hamilton. But before we do that, I'm Tyler. I'm Jay. I'm Sophia. And this is Roughing the the Pastor. It's now time to talk about the best Ooh. thing that's ever happened to any anyone ever, Hamilton. <laughs> and as soon as I knew, like, one, I knew that because of our absence, we kind of missed the zeitgeistiness of having this on the week that it dropped. But we're pretty, mm. still pretty close to it. Um, and as soon as I, there's like, a, there's probably 10 solid people that I thought could be a guest for this. But I right away went to, 
we need to talk to Sophia now about this because <laughs> I want to flashback to one of my favorite experiences at the Wyoming Mission Conference. Oh my gosh. Uh, we, we used to do this thing uh, called Singing Bee, which we stole from a show that was on NBC for like one summer. Um, <laughs> for a hot minute. Yeah, and it, but it's a great idea from like youth group and I still highly recommend it to people. It's always really fun. So you would play like probably 10 seconds of a song and then you'd cut it off and then the person had to continue singing the song the next line and so it's like musical chairs uh or like a spelling bee basically hence singing bee and so we would do this and it was always a really fun night for like the sideshow was our social hour that we did after like before at the end of the day and um uh, we would uh, for a while I, I loved getting into the the hardest level for us was to do this uh, postmodern jukebox which is this thing on YouTube where these people like in old timey oh, yeah. kind of like 30s and 40s <laughs> style will do modern hits and so I loved doing that because you would hear it and be like I know this song and you'd hear the words and everything and you're like but what is this song like because the arrangement is so different <laughs> So that was always my my like last level. And then one year, the year that Hamilton came out, uh, we did a just full-on Hamilton round. And uh, it came down. There was a bunch of people who thought they could really do it and just dropped out. Right yeah. And then there was like three or four that were nailing it, but it came down to Sophia and Tay Bradford, uh, who <laughs> were, you guys were phenoms on this. And the most fun yeah. part was getting to... Uh, there's a, a musical kind of recurring theme throughout the the the, the musical uh, that of the songs where Aaron Burr comes in. It's the very first track starts like this, but it's the dun, 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 dun. and <laughs> that happens probably I think five times in the show where the song starts off like that, at least four. And yeah. so the final round was I would because you guys were so good, I had to <laughs> knock one of you because nothing could stop you, and I had to. Yeah. Uh, I had so I just did that dun, 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 and stopped it before anything happened. <laughs> and I, was it you or was it Tay? It was me. But actually, and so you that was got like the it final right. round though. I did get it. Yeah. Oh, it was um. crazy. It was crazy, <laughs> and it was I picked one of the weirder ones too. You, so you just had to randomly guess out of these four or five chances that you could have gone, and you nailed yeah. it. And it was, and everybody, the whole room, like there was energy in the room that was out of control <laughs> yeah uh, it was crazy i remember that i still like quiz myself when i listen to the soundtrack i'm like i know which one this is <laughs> yeah can you tell from the from the beginnings like are they different of yeah the, of i can those, actually the, the four songs that go dun, 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 dun. yeah like some of them are like a little bit faster and like some of them are i don't know i don't really know how i know but i just kind of it's a feeling yeah no i get you yeah as long <laughs> yeah. as you listen long enough so oh, you've been on on the Hamilton train from the beginning, from day one. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I'm the biggest fan who's never seen it. So maybe Lynn will listen to this podcast and pull some strings. <laughs> so I want to see it live. Yeah. Well, that's so I just to point put my stake in the ground of where we are experience wise. I have known Hamilton was a thing for a long time, but mm-hmm. I am such a visual learner that I was like. I'm not getting into it until I can see it and see yeah. who the people are. And so like, and my wife is super into it. She listens to the soundtrack every night while she's cooking. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I won't listen to it until the last two nights we watched Hamilton. Mm. 
And I, I started to get nervous when it came out on Disney Plus. I was like, what if it doesn't live up to the hype? Oh, Everybody's man. super into this thing. Oh, man. There's so much hype behind it. It absolutely lives up to the hype, like without oh, yeah. question. Boy, and without... boy, that's fun when something like that happens. That doesn't happen. Very oh, yeah. 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 I was ready to be disappointed, and it does not disappoint. Sophia, how <laughs> did you get connected to it? Um, So I've like always been a soundtrack person because I'm like I – I didn't go see that many shows. I've always been into theater. Um, my brother's, like, super into theater, so he's, like, he used to buy, like, the cast albums, and, like, we would all, like, download them and listen to them, so <clears throat> I don't remember. I think I heard about it, like, in school or something. Um, Someone's like, hey, there's this new musical you need to check out, and, and so I did, and I just, like, fell in love with the cast album. I bought this one myself. I still have it on CD. Um, and, yeah, I just, like, the... Like, I can't ever afford to watch shows, so I always, like, love listening to the albums, and the fact that the whole show was on, like, one thing was, like, amazing to me. So, the accessibility yeah. was... Yeah. Yeah. So, there's another show called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson um, mm. that I had heard about, and so when I first started listening to Hamilton, I thought I was going to listen to Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, because <laughs> I got the two shows confused, because it came out about around the same time, and they had a similar thing, where it was like, Hamilton is a hip-hop Bloody Billy Andrew Jackson is basically telling the story of Andrew Jackson, like f- with a punk background. Mm. It's not a great show. <laughs> uh, it's an interesting <laughs> idea, but it's it's not it's not comparable to Hamilton. But they came out at similar times, and they were so. I was like, I had heard about this show. I want to listen to it, and I listened to it, and it took me probably two times. Th- I was intrigued right away, but it was probably my second <clears> full <throat> listen through where I was like, Oh, this is amazing, Sophia. Like you said, the whole thing is on one album, like it's a libretto. Yeah. So every mm-hmm. word that is said is sung. And when I was in college, um, actually late in high school, Rent came out, the mm. musical Rent. And the musical Rent is very similar where I think there's like one or two spoken lines that aren't on the soundtrack, but everything else is on the soundtrack. And so for someone like yourself, I don't go to Broadway shows because they're crazy expensive. Yeah. Uh, but I love Broadway shows. Um, but half the time when you get a cast album, you're like, I don't know what's going on in this story. I just know these songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nice thing about Rent is that the whole story was in Rent. And so I really liked it. And then when I listened to Hamilton and realized that the whole story was there, that made it really exciting. And there's something, I think that that also really helped for it to build this audience because there are so many people who didn't get to see it. But if you yeah. listen to the album, and especially once you listen to the album a couple of times and you can start to differentiate between the different characters, you can, Yeah. It's the album itself is the show, which is really yeah. exciting. Well, that's true. But man, I mean, again, the Disney Plus thing, I need to watch it again because yeah. I think I spent 80% of my brain cells saying, holy crap, the staging of <laughs> yeah. this oh, man. is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just some of the stuff they came up with. Um, man, the last scene with Hamilton when, with Burr, I don't want to spoil anything on 200 years of history for anybody. but <laughs> He dies. He uh, dies at the end. He totally dies. Okay, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll spoil it. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but when she's holding that bullet, and he starts singing everything without the musical backing. I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah the dance, this is insane." So that's one of the things that like you don't get on the cast album is that there is a dancer who they like kind of credited as being the bullet. So, so yeah. when the gun shoots, she like holds her hand out like she's holding a bullet and moving it in slow motion. And so he's yeah. having this big dia- monologue as the bullet is traveling to hit him. And yeah. it's and she did that earlier in the show too. Like there's subtle things when you watch it again. It's uh, Lin Manuel Miranda said at one point, "I'm playing chess, not checkers," because there's so many things that are happening. Like one of the simple things is that um, Thomas Jefferson shows up 
the very first, the very beginning of the second act. He wasn't in the first act, and he shows up, and he had been in Europe the whole time during the Revolutionary War, and he comes back, and he and so everybody's doing hip hop, and he sings a jazz song, and <laughs> someone pointed out, it's like, oh, it's like because jazz hip hop came from jazz, and so it's like he's behind the times, and Lin Manuel Miranda's like, yes, that's on purpose. I'm playing chess, not checkers. You're like, holy crap, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, even in his character, like, the fact that he starts off, like, not speaking, like, English very well, and then he has, like, the fastest raps in the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. the growth With of Lafayette, his character. The first time. Yeah. 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 And, and to be able to see how helpless and satisfied are uh, the choreography is, is Oh, yeah. Like, the rewind part. From it a was different like, perspective. Oh. Oh. It's bananas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All the little details that you can see in the Disney Plus version, it's incredible and even if you'd gone to the show it's too much for you to process all at once yeah. so i i feel yeah. like even if you just saw it live you wouldn't have seen all of these like there are people on the balcony there's a, there's a, all kinds of stuff going on all the time it's crazy yeah it was really cool i do think we should talk about jonathan groff's situation Spit. <laughs> That was. I, like, I don't know anything about that. We should that, talk about that. Oh yeah, so Groff, uh, Groff who plays King George, uh, uh-huh. he is also uh, in Frozen, and Frozen Two. Mm-hmm. He plays Kristoff. Yeah, um, and he was on Glee for people who remember that show. Um, but the yeah, the uh, um, King George, you'll notice right away because they do some close-ups, is incredibly spitty. And at first you're like, yeah. oh, he's really going for it with the crazy. And Groff has said, no, that's just how I sing. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, he said, I, I used to be embarrassed about it, but that's just how I, I get real sweaty and real spitty. And when I, I like, did notice it, that. It's that's horrifying. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was legitimately a thing. Yeah, that he was it like works trying to be really crazy. well with the character because yeah. King George is crazy in that thing, and King George in, in real history went crazy. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. lost his mind. That's how his reign ended. Uh so it works really well for the character now. If he was doing like he got there's a musical called Spring Awakening which was where he got his uh, I think he won a Tony for that to imagine yeah. uh, that's like a romantic can you uh, imagine like one. the scenes Just when you're like this all over. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so he is he's uh, well known in the theater world for being a very spitty singer uh, <sighs> and it's super gross <laughs> the <close-ups. laughs> so I think the uh, question that I have is like this experience as you said at the <clears> beginning <throat> Sophia this is not really a movie um but it's yeah. not the same experience of it's very different than having seen it live. None of us have seen it live. Uh, <laughs> but that but we've been to live shows before, whether they're just like uh, college shows or, or like high school musicals and stuff. And we talked about this a while ago uh, when we talked with Izzy about about the theology of theater, like the the some the 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 immediacy of it, that you have to be present in it, that it only mm-hmm. exists right in that place. And there's part of me that loves that, but there's also the collector part of me that wants to break down and watch this. We've watched it probably six times, maybe seven times uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. since it's been on Disney+. Plus. We're just watching it all the time. The kids are watching it. It's great. And I want to keep watching it, and I keep thinking, like, nobody else wants to watch it. And then my wife put it on. I was like, God, I want to watch it again. Good. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's every time I see different things. And there's something that's so exciting about that. Um, and so I think when we're talking about Hamilton – Disney plus Hamilton, we have to talk about it in a different way than we would the theater experience, because this is such a unique thing. It's not a movie, but it's a, it's theater and it's theater. That's not just straight captured. It's composed of three different performances. So two regular performances 
and then one that they did without an audience there. So every time that they have close-ups where there's clearly a camera on stage, um, that's with no audience there. The, the, it's this weird hybrid of a live experience that existed in a time. So what is it about this experience, about Hamilton? Why is this different? I think they like took the hardest parts about like theater and about movies and like combined it into one. So like I think the hardest thing about like being an actor in a movie, and I don't know because I'm not an actor, but I would imagine that the hardest thing is like whatever you put out there is like out there. Um, and so like the good thing about theater is like, you know, if you mess up, you have another night to, to like redeem yourself or, you know, and then the hardest thing about theater is like doing it live in front of an audience, like getting up and like, you have one shot tonight to like, <laughs> don't throw away your shot, um, to like <laughs> do this well. And so they kind of had to like do both, which I think is a really crazy and really cool thing that like not many, like not many people can say that they've done. Yeah. I mean, I watching it and and you know again i had to split it up over two nights because sarah and i are old and our kids stay up late and we go to bed early so like we watched the first act on monday and then watched the second act last night but to your point tyler i i was so worried that the movie would in no way capture what is very clearly a live experience that people are clamoring for um to the point that when it was in town sarah had me i don't know if you guys did this but like there was a lottery to get tickets yep we were um yeah, Sarah made me do it too every single day. So like we had two entries going like every single day. And so like clearly something happened in the room where it happened. Um we can make these jokes the whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I again, preparing for disappointment, I was like there's no way they can capture that feeling. But they did. Mm-hmm. Um they didn't get too fancy with it. They didn't get too like special effectsy. There's nothing that's not there, but you're right. It's cut together well. There are good close-ups where there need to be. And yeah, it was just, I, and again, I'm super new to the whole thing. I'd listened to, I heard it like in the background as Sarah was doing stuff around the house. I got teary-eyed at the uh, the unimaginable, um, like in a big, big way. So this is this is the right after his death, right after the yeah. son's death. Yeah. Can you imagine? Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Quiet Uptown. And, and, quiet Uptown is the name of the song. The, yeah, thank you. I don't know. You I just, know, I just bring people in who, who maybe, yeah. It's, Ty MDB. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, like, it just, I remember there was an NPR uh, story about it when it first came out. And the only reason I remember it is someone said, this is a musical that raps about banking policy. Like, <laughs> how do you fill? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, yes, but it's such a human story from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um in a way that not many shows, movies, experiences, I don't think can capture the way this does. Um, from a from a marriage that is in trouble that gets back together, from a guy who's always in second place his whole life to this young upcoming whatever, uh, to painting the founding fathers not quite as honestly as they probably could have, but pointing out some of their flaws. Mm-hmm. Um Pointing out more flaws, uh, yeah. I think, than they usually get. Like, I think that's yeah. the interesting thing. Like, Thomas Jefferson is not a hero in this. And that's more in line with who Thomas Jefferson was in history. Like, he, Thomas Jefferson is not a great guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we carve him on mountains. Uh, and and he's not an outright villain in this, in this play. But he's definitely not. I mean, he's very, uh, he's very 
uh, Thomas Jefferson in real life in that he is compelling and has this charisma that as soon as he's there, you're like, oh, man, I can't wait till this guy comes back. But everything he does is pretty jerky. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty, pretty consistent with who Thomas Jefferson was. Well, I think, too, the other line that stuck in my head is from the West Wing. Um, there's this they're talking about the vice president in the West Wing. And they say if he did X, he'd be the craziest vice president since Aaron Burr and Burr shot a guy. <laughs> and that line hit me the whole way through the musical because back then when the West Wing did that episode back in the nine or early 2000s or whatever, no one knew who Hamilton was. Mm. Right? Like mm-hmm. Burr shot just a guy. the guy on the 20. Yeah. Yeah. Is ten. there because... The guy on the 10. The 10, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the $10 Who funny. cares? Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like they don't say Hamilton because no one knew who Hamilton was. There was also a period where people knew it knew Aaron Burr primarily from this milk commercial, one of this got milk commercial where this guy is look it up on YouTube. It's actually really good. Uh, just got milk Aaron Burr. There was a guy who's like uh, sitting, listening to the radio is like, and now let's make that random call with today's $10,000 question. It's a tough one. Who shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel? And you see the guy sitting there and he's like an Aaron Burr fanatic. And he's got all these artifacts and stuff, but he just taken a big, <laughs> Like, bite of a peanut butter sandwich. Hello, for $10,000, who shot... Excuse me? And then he goes to pour milk and there's no milk. I'm afraid your time is almost up. And they're like, what? And he can't clear his mouth out because he's got peanut butter in his mouth. Like, I'm sorry, maybe next time. <laughs> oh my god that's so like, funny yeah it was, really, it was great uh and god so milk. for the longest time we all kind of knew we would just go around going <laughs> like that was just the, the shorthand for that's all we knew that guy as yeah. um it one of the things that i think is really interesting from a musical standpoint is that uh from a from a narrative standpoint is that um like aaron burr is not really the bad guy Mm-mm. until he starts acting like hamilton and he doesn't do that until the room where it happens, that mm-hmm. song yep. where he kind of makes the, the, and that's the turn to where he's like, I'm going to start acting like Hamilton and Hamilton's not really the good guy. Like that yeah. we kind of, everyone in the musical is constantly talking about him, but half the people are talking about how much they hate him and half the people are talking about how much they love them. And he ignores the people who love him and he is obsessed with the people who hate him. Yeah. And it isn't until his son dies that he makes the flip to being more like Burr was, which is being talking less and like listening more. And, and so it's this really interesting, a, a good question is like, who is the good guy in this story? And from a musical standpoint, like a historical standpoint, we can kind of debate that, but from the sense of this being a musical, uh, Alexander Hamilton is the guy we follow through there and he's kind of the central character. Um, Burr probably has more lines Mm-hmm. Like he's the narrator of everything. And Burr is, and wait for it, really tells you that. Like he is doing his best to be ready for the time that's there. And he's going to, and and he feels like everything has put him in a position. Like all these people have died and, and all of these things have prepared him for this situation where he, something good is going to happen and he just needs to be ready for it. And that is a common kind of very pragmatic way to do things. Whereas Hamilton just does whatever he wants and seems to get away with it. 
and how frustrating that would be to someone who has done everything right mm-hmm. and is just waiting for the right opportunity. And so that song becomes this really interesting, like that's the right song. The, that's better than not throwing away my shot from a, yeah. a, from a logistical standpoint. Like we want to be these people who's like, don't waste your opportunity. But really, those are the people who get shot <laughs> and the people... <laughs> who uh, usually kind of are the most level-headed success people, the people who wait for the right opportunity. Um, but also you don't really want to live your life that, like it, it's kind of, it's, there's so much going, again, chess, not checkers. There's so much going on that um, Hamilton does, like destroys people's lives, including his own, and has this hubris to think, oh, I can just write my way out of it. Yeah. And then he, his last effort of trying to write his way out of it is the Reynolds paper, which just destroys his life and his family's life. And it's not until his hubris catches up with him by being mimicked by his son that he's able to kind of see the cost of that. Yeah. Um, I think a, a, another thing, so that to me is really compelling. Um, and what makes this so much more interesting because you don't have a hero in this story. Yeah, I would uh, argue that like if there was one, it would be Eliza. Like I yeah, think yeah, the fact that she doesn't rap through the whole thing, she's like, she takes yeah. her time with like, everything and then at the end like i didn't know from just the cast album but at the end when like i like when lynn circles back i think he's like acting as lynn and like it's like her story that's like being told um i don't know i thought that was like a really awesome thing to actually see and i couldn't like i didn't know what was going on on the on the album but i really think she's like if there was any protagonist um it would be eliza there is from that standpoint uh, there's a, a debate that I hadn't really thought about uh, at the very end when she kind of makes this loud gasp, kind of like almost scared, almost surprised. And, you're, mm-hmm. and that's how the show ends. Like it ends with, and it's not on the cast album. So the cast album's like, oh, it just ends. Very lovely. But then she looks out and makes this kind of cry, gasp, like you, she's scared, shocked, excited. Um, and it's beautiful and haunting. And then the show ends. Uh, and that happens right at the moment that you're talking about where she's singing the whole last song is her kind of singing about Alexander is like, I did all this stuff. I lived 50 years longer than you, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And it's true. She lived to be 97. He yeah. lived to be 47. Uh, and so she had an entire life without him and tried to carry on his legacy and really took over. She becomes the hero of everything that he, all the good he tried to do, but kept getting in the way by doing terrible, arrogant things. She then took that good stuff and turned it into good stuff. And that whole song is about, I did all this stuff. I, rip, I put myself back in the narrative, which is such a beautiful thing oh. because uh, yeah. she, earlier she's asking, to, she's like, let me be a part of your story. And he's like, I don't even care. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm important. Alexander Hamilton. And then when she, in the song Burn, which is just the, oh man, it's so amazing yeah she that's when all her power because she's kind of this submissive character to a degree up to that point and then she's like no i'm deciding i'm gonna i'm not gonna let i'm not gonna be part of your story to to heal what you this damage that you've done and i'm gonna burn all these letters so no one knows that part um and uh so then at the the very end she's like i put myself back in the narrative and then i took over the story and fixed it uh so the question is at the end does she see heaven? Does she see Hamilton again? Like when she makes that thing or the other one, which I hadn't even thought about is that, so, uh, um, Hamilton meets back up with her. They circle around and it's either Hamilton or maybe he's playing Lin-Manuel Miranda at that point and leads her to the front of the stage. 
and then is that breaking the fourth wall and she is seeing the audience that's what i which thought is amazing yeah, yeah that was like I my first thought yeah because the whole song is about like i'm trying to tell the story i'm trying i wish i had more time to tell your story because it's a good story and people need to know the story and they need to not forget you and yeah. then he leads her to the front of the stage and be like they haven't forgotten you it's like oh yeah and her, re- her response is so great i i i had another theory there I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Again, I'm so new to this that I'm yeah. ready for the Twitter hate that this is going to inspire. Well, and and to to be fair, that yeah. reaction is new to everybody because unless yeah. you saw the show live, you didn't see that that this the cry at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had kind of seen it as so like Hamilton dies, and then she does all of that as almost a like this is where the story's going. Mm-hmm. But then the if I remember right, the the lights go out right before she does that. And I feel like that was the moment she heard that Hamilton died. Mm. Was that? It, so all of that was like, here's what's coming, but I've got to deal with this first. Um, mm. I don't I like, know. I'll let you know after my third or fourth rewatch. <laughs> well, the interesting uh, yeah. thing too is that Philippa Sue, who played that, who plays Eliza, and Lin Manuel Miranda, who wrote the whole show uh, and plays uh, Hamilton, both have said, yeah, it could be any of those things. And she mm. said sometimes when she when she would perform it every night, sometimes she would think I'm seeing God, I'm seeing heaven, I'm seeing Hamilton. And other times she would just say, I'm just seeing the audience. Like she reacted differently every night. So even to her, it was a different thing. Yeah. But the, so the big question as we kind of wrap up that I would say is that this whole story becomes about this great line in there who we, you have no control over who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And that his, he is, he just wants a good story. He comes from nowhere. He wants to mean something and he wants to have a legacy. And that she, that if it culminates in this final moment where this, this woman who lived the latter half of her life trying to tell the story of this man that she loved, who was so flawed and who made these mistakes, but also did this incredible stuff, and to not be forgotten, what does that say about legacy? Like, what is that, what, and to connect it to God, like, what, God has a story for us. Are we fighting against that story and trying to control the narrative like Hamilton does? Are we just waiting like Burr does? Mm-hmm. until it seems like the right thing and really the hero would be a combination of those two the problem is they both flip to each other like hamilton becomes burr burr becomes hamilton and it doesn't really work for either of them uh but that if we are people who are ready but also willing to do and not just sit around and saying like i'm just wait, waiting for the rest of time but not trying to control the narrative the way that hamilton does like what what kind of story is god trying to tell through you and are you willing to not throw away your shot um, <laughs> and also wait for it? <laughs> and also another title of one of the songs. And I couldn't think I was going to make a joke of three <laughs> and I couldn't, couldn't go out with fast enough. But like if we're if to bring what this movie has to say with, with this, this whole piece of art has to say about God to us. To me, that's one of the most compelling things is that God has a story for us, but we are so the two presentations here that we get are trying to write the story ourselves or just waiting for the, the story to be written for us and the mm-hmm. last the the third way is Eliza who is always there supporting but also willing to continue to tell the story and not just she wasn't just promoting Hamilton she was continuing that story starting the orphanage uh, creating recognitions for all the different people One of the, there's this beautiful moment in it uh, that the actor who plays uh, George Washington, Chris Jackson, 
uh, chooses in the end because it doesn't really deal with the fact that Washington was a slave owner. Uh, and there's a moment where she says, I fought against slavery. And it's right after Jackson has his last line. And he looks at her with this pain on his face of this kind of, and he said as an actor, it's like this realization that I was, I tried to be a good man, but I was still so flawed and I did not do this thing that I should have done. And he mm. backs away almost in shame. And it's like, notice it next time you watch. It's at the, the very, it's during that last song. And it's, uh, it's Washington's last line. And he says a, a thing that he did. And then she says, I fought against slavery. And he just looks at her with this like pained face and kind of nods like, yes, I, I didn't do everything I could. And, and I still, and we are still so human and so scarred and so, so broken that we are not gods, these founding fathers. We are just flawed humans who are trying to do a thing. Mm. And, uh, and she was the best of us. Like that, that, uh, I, I like your, your points, Sophia, that she becomes the hero and you kind of, she was there the whole time, but you really see it at the end and not Mm -hmm. the, she's not the hero because she was a champion for, for Hamilton, but she becomes the hero because she saw the best of Hamilton and try to continue that best of Hamilton yeah that like I wrote a paper on <laughs> Hamilton and uh I was in a faith and philosophy course oh, yeah. and it was about like um it, the book that we read it was about like culture like us being a product of like our culture and then Christianity as a part of culture what does that mean like how should we tell the story of the gospel how should we talk about Christianity and I think like Hamilton not even like getting into like the plot but as a concept piece like how that story is told you know through rap and hip-hop through like this postmodern like new kind of take um to kind of keep up with the vernacular while still you know paying homage to the history and of course it's like you know not 100% perfect but like how do you tell your story that it's accurate um, that it's honest, that you, you tell it with integrity. I think that's like, those are all themes that you can take away um, from yeah. Hamilton too. So It's also great just knowing that this, like it, obviously it's a musical, so there's some liberties taken, but there, there's largely historically accurate stuff. And it, and it does, uh, to, to tell a story that's honest, mm-hmm. um, that like he, it doesn't paint, Hamilton is often doing pretty terrible things. He's not a straight-up villain, but he he is so driven in a way that hurts other people, yeah. um, and it doesn't shy away from that. And you still end up liking him. I mean, yeah. that's, there's a beautiful thing about that that it's not just this glorification of this guy um, but or it, any it, of them. Ample, really. Like, no, I mean, yeah, from exactly. history has its eyes on you to the cabinet battles where they like calling each other out. Like, the whole thing yeah. is like it's a constant like you did this but you also did this and so it's like keeping everyone yeah. accountable which is like great something we don't get in history a lot so yeah mm-hmm. right. well and to i think to your point of how do we tell the story of the gospel is are we proselytizing which is just selling something mm-hmm. uh or which is what could have been done with hamilton like just yeah. like look at how great this guy is like that's how we usually handle the finding fathers like oh george washington couldn't even tell a lie and uh, we don't, and we act like the the slavery thing just didn't happen because it doesn't fit into this narrative of them being perfect, or we only vilify them because they had to be total villains because they had slaves. And that's not, not an apologist for slavery, but knowing that there's nuance there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And when we tell the gospel, it's okay to have the human elements of the gospel and to know that there that the church has made constant mistakes. And the Bible is filled with these people just constantly making mistakes. That nobody is perfect in the Bible except for one guy. And we killed him. 
and, yeah. and, that, and that's like the only perfect one we killed and even that's the guy as we said at the beginning who had questions who said i don't know if i should do this oh we said that last week yeah i don't know if i should do this it all runs together <laughs> you know but that and to tell that story is a better story because we're not selling a pro- this this musical doesn't sell alexander hamilton and mm-hmm. Eliza isn't selling Alexander Hamilton. Eliza is continuing that story. And that story yeah. has flaws. That story has successes. That story has failures. But its story has humanity. And it has growth. And it knows that we can get better. That Alexander Hamilton at his death was better than he was at the beginning. Now, terrible things had happened. And he had to learn a whole lot of lessons at the end. But, uh, and Eliza used her life to do... Um, not just to to proselytize for this guy she loved, but to further those causes and to fight against slavery and fight against orphans. Not fight against orphans, but like <laughs> help orphans. Yeah. Orphan Yikes. fights. I went to the Battle of the Orphanage in 1794. <laughs> Go get a orphan. The sequel. Those the poor sequel. children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so question for Twitter, I would say, is. What's your story? Mm. And it and it may and it, I mean I know that's a big one. So it may be that you don't know what your story is yet, and you probably don't. Like I I'm 40. I still don't really know where my story is. It's still being written. Um, but which character? Here's a way to put it. Which character do you relate to the most? Mm. Mm. And and it's it's I'm giving everybody permission. It's okay to say Hamilton without sounding cocky. Like <laughs> I know he's the he's the one that everybody keeps talking about. Like look at this Hamilton guy. Huh? But. You can relate to Hamilton because Hamilton's not really the hero of this story. He's just the right. one that everyone keeps talking about. Um, and I think that that's an interesting question to consider. Like, who do you connect with the most? Um, and how does that impact where you feel like your story is? Yeah, or even, like, how do you tell your story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, to say this means I'm going to have to die a premature death. But when I die, if they make a musical of my life, I sure want Lin Manuel and Miranda to write it. Like that's, oh, yeah, so good. Oh man. Well, Sophia, I feel like we've just barely scratched the surface, even though we've we've had a good time. Would Would you come back and do it again when I've had yeah. two or three more viewings? <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> Perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let us know what you think about Hamilton. Tell us kind of your Hamilton story, and also like like we've said, uh, how do you tell your story? Yeah. Um, Get and, on that Twitter ha- machine. Yeah. Let us know. Cool. Speaking of which, at some point we need to do an episode on the theology of monuments. Um, oh. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So relevant. stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's only going to be a four-hour episode. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Well, till next time, I've been Jay. And I've been Tyler. And I've been Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and we've been rubbing the, the pastor. pastor. All right, go watch Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, watch do it. Watch it all, all the times you can. <laughs>